Today on Playbook, we break down what went wrong when the Packers gave up a 74-yard punt return for a touchdown to the Eagles and Jalen Rager. Okay, so the Packers uh, situationally here ahead 23 to 10, fourth quarter, uh, 6:48 to go. So still some time left for the Eagles. Packers, it's fourth and 12, unable to convert and uh, continue an offensive drive that could have salted the entire game away, giving the Eagles one more chance. And of course, we all know the outcome of this play up front: 74-yard punt return for a touchdown by Jalen Rager in this one. So let's just uh, run it forward, and we will talk through what happened on this particular play. So you can see, we'll pause it right there. This is typical alignment, an X and a Y uh, wide. Um, boundary side is to J.K. Scott's right, so that's where the ball is anticipated to go. His uh, step will start on about the 7.5-yard line. He will punt from exactly on the 11. And very typical formation, protection formation. Uh, I think one of the things to note on this is basically everything to boundary side. This looks like it is meant to be a directional punt. And uh, that would be to JK's right. Now, we'll, we'll, we will talk about everything that went wrong in this punt and uh, from the coverage units the scheme and the punt itself uh, was a little bit of a low snap on this one as well however he did have plenty of time to get the ball to get the, the punt off so we'll roll it forward in slow motion here and uh, again keep in mind uh, boundary side is to the right you don't want to be punting field side on this one especially with a punter who can boom it like J.K. Scott can't, I would think, unless you're uh, trying to trying to get tricky. Um, so at the snap, everything looks pretty normal. You get a couple doubled outside gunners. I've seen them called safeties too, which makes a lot of sense. These guys are the, these guys are the contained element of this formation. And so uh, protection looks good up front. J.K. steps into the punt, and then right there, I want to stop it. And you can see here, let's bring up the utensil here. Let's draw a little bit on the screen while we're at it. Now here's safety here, looping inside. And you've got right now, and this is going to end up with, with uh, the safety coming over. Um, one, two three, four guys. It actually may not be this one. It may be this one. But at any rate, what you're going to see is you're going to end up with four guys inside of three yards onto the boundary side hash mark, which is terrible, terrible <laughs> containment situation. Uh, now, whether that is some kind of a formation to see this guy kick inside, to see the left Gunner kick inside is partly to beat that double coverage, but it is also certainly partly because this is meant to be a right directional kick to contain the return man uh, to half of the field. That's what you're trying to do with a directional kick is only offer 
the return man basically run left at this point or take a take a fair catch is is what this this is meant to do uh, I do see and again not being an expert but if I'm looking at JK Scott's shoulders and if you're watching this one on patreon you'll be able to see this a little better his shoulders are squared up in a way and 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 you look at the follow-through motion too with his uh, leg here is not pointing in exactly the direction that I would want him to and uh, we'll roll it forward here for a second and see what happens. So roll it forward. And um, again, just a quick pause. One, two, three, four, actually even five if you follow one of the, there's a guard back there trailing, I think it is, a center or a guard. Um, guys, within three yards, I would say two or three yards of the right hash mark, which is the correct side of the field, that's that's just terrible lane assignment lane um, dependability right there and that is just asking for a barn door to swing open now part of it is schemed and these players are anticipating the ball to come further to the right and but this is this is just a little too much I think Olivia Reiner talked about it on Silverstein's podcast that they've got to have better lane discipline than that and she's absolutely right. This is just terrible. This is just asking for a return. Again, the anticipation is the only way, the only direction that the returner is going to be able to go is to the left uh, or take a fair catch on this one. So I'm going to continue to roll it forward. By my calculation, um, the, the this is a 62 and a half yard punt from the 11. And that that's a long one, folks. Uh, some of it was said he outkicked his coverage. I don't have a huge problem with the timing on that. I timed it five times and averaged out at 4.49. I've heard it described as a 4.51. My initial timing was a 4.5 flat. That's that's pretty good hang time, but that's also a really, really long punt at 62.5 yards. Uh, so again, one of the things you'll note is the first defender to get there is probably... 10 or 12 yards away from the returner and that becomes a problem i would rather have this punt be about a uh, you know a 50 53 yarder and have my guys be able to close in a little bit but there are so many things that went wrong with this play i don't know that that would have necessarily helped jalen rager is a 447 40 guy so basically uh, you know jk scott you could criticize him you know what are you, what are you gonna ask him to have a five second hang time on this thing i mean you know it's it's a long punt with hang time with four plus hang time however you've got nobody on the field that's going to run 62 yards in 449 um jalen rager is a 447 40 guy so the numbers uh, and are, are starting to not look too good if you give Jalen Rager any space to get a running start now. So you've got yardage of separation, which is a problem, and then we'll run it forward because you also have directional issues going on here with this punt. So you can see Rager come up. He's going to field it right at about the... Right at about the 26 there. He drops it, and there's just a ton of separation before the first player uh, is available even to take a stab at um, tackling 
Rager, and the biggest problem I have now, the only guy that has a stab at him is actually forcing Rager the opposite way that the play is supposed to go. So the punt, if I'm ha- taking my guess at it, where Meninga wanted this punt to go and J.K. Scott should have placed it, let me get the drawing up, is right, I would want this ball right in between the three and the zero of the 30-yard marker. So you're talking, you know, several yards. He's fielding it inside the hash marks, and that's a problem. I think this punt you want right about here, right between the three and the zero, I think would be a great spot for that punt. Uh, But you get nothing like that. So I think there are directional issues. There wasn't a whole lot of wind. Uh, He did have pretty good hang time, so you never know what the wind could have done with that ball up there. Uh, As high as it is on a punt, I, I I give a little bit of the you know you, you you drafted a punter to be able to put that pretty much where you want to put it but there's not a lot of margin for error when you're punting that high in the air four or five hang time and uh, quite a few yards so yeah I mean that's kind of a tough spot to put it but also all of your coverage people you you got to read where the returner sets up the returner's going to be where the ball is unless he runs under it, but the returner's going to be where the ball is. Jalen Rager is telling you that that ball is inside the hashes, and nobody seems to read that very well at all. You can see the wall if you're watching again. Here's the wall of where we've got. We've basically got this walled off. If the ball's here, we're fine. If the ball's even shorter and up here, we're fine. Um, You're going to give up some yards, but you're probably, if the ball's up shorter, you're going to get a fair catch out of it. So this is a real problem developing because really the only outlet that Jalen Rager has at this point is right here. And that's exactly what we see. So the furthest back player aside from the punter is the only player that is in the correct um, lane to actually tackle Jalen Rager at this point. Things are going pretty bad right now. So the only remedy to everything that has gone wrong so far, again, this was a long uh, gross yardage on this punt. It was a long punt, over four, four and a half seconds of hang time. Not quite placed where this team wanted it, but a coverage unit that is grossly out of alignment at this point, in my estimation, even considering the fact that they're wanting to go to keep the returner boundary side on this. This just doesn't look good. So the what's the remedy for that? Take a good angle, minimize your losses, and make a tackle, right? Well, let's roll it forward and see that the Packers uh, get really anything but that at this point. What you get is bad angle and two blockers stopping the initial uh, attempt. You get... Ty Summers trying to take a different angle. You get the you get Kamal Martin coming in, slashing through as he usually does, taking another bad angle, not even just carrying himself by his angle out of the play. Uh, I know and, and Jalen Rager is fast. Again, he's a legit four four seven guy, but you know, your angle is determined by what the player is doing. He didn't accelerate. Um in any major fashion in that couple of seconds where Kamal Martin had the opportunity to make the tackle. And Matt LaFleur referred to um, a missed tackle on this play. 
in my estimation, that is Kamal Martin's. That's Kamal Martin's tackle to make. He needs to make that. We've seen him. It was probably the initial play from scrimmage. LeFleur also talked about that he missed on. Would have been a TFL. You've got to take better angles than that. That's fundamental to football. That's just bad play. Now, again, I've said all along, I've been appreciative of his aggressiveness. But in this case, you know, you kind of knew from the set of the punter that this this play is not going where, the way that we wanted it to. So you minimize your losses by taking a good angle and making a solid tackle. It's more important than making some kind of splash play on a punt return and turning a barn door open, which is basically what happened at that point. So then we've got one player out of position, Kamal Martin with a missed tackle. We've got uh, then, then we've got real problems. Um, you've got, I think it's green coming down. Um, he's just not fast enough, but again, that's your angle. You got to take the proper angle. Now it's down to JK Scott. And I know JK has gotten a lot of criticism for his inability to tackle. He actually took a step forward in this one. He forced, he, he played the outside a little better in this one. I know coach LaFleur said, you know, I'd like to see him at least take a shot at the guy. I would too, but this is not what J.K. Scott is built to do. He's never going to be good at it. We've got guys trailing at this point that need to catch up and make a tackle. But yeah, J.K., we know it's gonna. he's a big, lanky dude. Uh, it's going to be ugly. The one thing I would say is, J.K., just, just drop your shoulders and take a, take a shot at the guy. Um, try and shoot for his legs. Uh, this is just the way that things go when everything goes wrong on special teams. So... You know, what you're looking at, do I criticize the punt on this one? Not in terms of its gross yardage and in relationship to its hang time, except for maybe just a tiny bit. I think we would have been better off with a little higher punt that was potentially not quite as far. What you're looking for is you want to gain at least 40 yards of field position on a punt. You don't want to lose from (laughs) deep in the opponent's own territory and give up seven points. I mean, that's just as bad as it can get. Uh, but the the beauty, I think, if there is, if there's any beauty in this, um, all of this is really correctable. I mean, J.K. Scott, you know, as big as his leg is, I think he had the most difficult task. I mean, to put that ball exactly where you wanted it, or in this case, at least I can say, you would have needed that ball to be much farther right for the way that the coverage unit performed in this. I think the coverage unit performed most poorly in this play. I don't think there was an issue necessarily with the scheme. You're still not going to have five guys in a column running down one hash mark. That just doesn't make any sense from a football standpoint. You should know that probably by the time you graduate high school, I would think. Um, So from a scheme standpoint, from a coaching standpoint, I could say you got to coach these guys up better than this. From a scheme standpoint, I don't see necessarily that that was what was going on. From a coverage standpoint, the coverage unit, I think, is largely to blame. They are responsible not just for too many people not being lane sound, but also then taking all of those bad angles. You know you've got a fast return man. All return men in the in the NFL are fast, guys. By the way, come on, let's take a good angle and get the guy to the ground or at least bottle him up so that we can push him back toward other players. Well, he got the edge on exactly the opposite side that Meninga wanted this play to go. So we've got two bad angles after that. Now it's down to J.K. Scott. This is not his job 
well, at some point it becomes his job. You see guys like Crosby throwing a shoulder in. You see guys, you know, Pat McAfee gets a lot of, you know, cred for being a guy that's not afraid, a punter that's not afraid to go out and hit. J.K., you got to throw your shoulder in the mix. But more importantly, this if you're going to correct this play, you never want to get into a situation where your punter has to make a tackle in the first place. So what you need to do this this week is work on the accuracy and consistency of those punts. But for crying out loud, the coverage units, these are guys that are trying to maintain a job in the NFL, and it does not bode well for them, uh, especially Kamal Martin going out and having to be basically a starter on defense and just continually has takes bad angles. That has to get corrected. If this guy, a lot of us are excited about him. He's a young player. He's a rookie. I'm excited too, but some of this fundamental stuff is really hard to watch on the tape, and that is basically for me what it comes down to in this play. This could have been corrected or at least minimized, and it certainly should not have been on the shoulders of J.K. Scott to make a tackle on Jalen Rager, who is a 4-4-7 speed guy. This is what we send our coverage units down the field to do. They did a poor job. It's got to get corrected. But again, all of this is correctable. So, you know, the, the problem, I think, and the reason this has become such a big criticism is we've made these mistakes two games in a row. Now, again, I didn't assess last week's debacle either. Uh, I only have really looked at the tape on this one, so I can't speak to that. But these are problems that generally speaking on an NFL football team you're not going to have so hopefully the Packers have gotten their two terrible special teams gaffes out of the way because we can't afford to be giving away field position and we certainly can't afford to be giving away touchdowns on special teams as this team moves forward the defense is stepping up the offense is absolutely rolling special teams has got to be better than this this is just just poor uh, special teams play. If I was on a coverage unit and I was watching this film, I would just have my head in my hands um, and be kind of angry because this one just has to get corrected. It can't happen this way again. So anyway, that is it for today. If you're watching this on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Packer Nation, uh, you got a chance to view what was going on. The rest of you listening to it in audio, I am working on describing these things as well as I can. Uh, but I hope you enjoyed the show as well. Packer Nation Playbook, I will have this live when the All-22 comes out, so it's probably going to be a Tuesday through Friday thing. So I hope you enjoy it. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Go Pack! Packer Nation Worldwide.